Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Davis is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy, happy Wednesday to you, February 7, 2024. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. T.O. Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush will be here soon. Scoops, looks looks like you don't like the way that I sound to start things this morning. No, I do not. I don't know what it is about the start of ours. It's, yeah, it's not good. So if you could unplug and replug back in, we'll see if we can get a little better. A little better. Yeah, not not good. It's a, it's always a shock to me when you come on and it's like, ooh, not not great. Disappointing. There you Hopefully go. Hopefully that perfect. Uh, yes, perfect. So it is it is the simple plug in and plug back out. It, it makes zero sense to me, but <laughs> I, I, I never like seeing your face when I don't sound good. So we got to get that we got to get that figured out. It'd be nice to it would be nice to be able to test it out before we came on air, but it is what it is. I've got to figure it out how will, to do that. But you know what? Seems like at least in the meantime, I mean, see, at a minimum, could we just not make a different chat that doesn't go over the air and you and I just talk? Um, I'll I'll put my thinking cap on today. See what we can do about that. I mean, I would think at a minimum you could either you could even just do one on your phone where I chime in and Ralph chimes in from the computer, and at least you could hear what we sound like. True. There's just one theory. We're we're doing some on the air producing. Welcome in. Sounds better now. Should sound better, hopefully, the rest of the show. Appreciate you letting me know, Scoots. And we'll have Roush on momentarily to talk about a pretty fun night. We needed that. It, it was just Vanderbilt. I don't think anybody is necessarily cutting down any nets or anything like that. But we needed a night like last night. Scoots, from his own perspective, needed a night that he had like last night. We'll get a little bit more into that as the show goes on. But Kentucky cruises to a dominant win over Vandy one that you were just able to uh, a, a Kentucky game has been a little bit too long since you've just been able to watch and relax but that's exactly what we got last night UK outscores what Vandy buys 16 in the first half 16 in the second half so pretty consistent action there offensive explosion to get things going and uh, more of the same in the second half so Dominant game. We're going to talk about it. We'll read the Thornton's text line. Text on in, 502-414-1450. You know we like to get to our grab-and-go texters to get the show started. But 
we like to do morning pleasantries before anything else. Scoot, how was your Tuesday night? You are famous from your tweets. It was it was a roller coaster, an absolute roller coaster for me on Tuesday night. I I get home right before the Indiana game starts, turn it on, and lo and behold, it is the exact same freaking performance that we got on Saturday against Penn State. So I was I was debating TJ turning it off at halftime, but I was like, no, I'm I'm gonna be a true fan here. I'm gonna hang in for the second half. Two minutes into the second half, I couldn't do it anymore. I, I I just could not do it anymore. There were no adjustments made at halftime at all. The first two minutes of the second half, so I turned the game off. I t- I turned it off. I I don't know if I've ever done that in my Indiana fanhood career. Turned a game a basketball game off. So I did it last night. And I, I broke out the old Hogwarts game. I was, I was kind of loosely watching Kentucky and playing Hogwarts at the same time. And all of a sudden, about 9.15, Gil looks at me and he goes, dude, turn the Indiana game on. And I was like, why? And he was like, because y'all are only down one. And I was like, okay. So they completed the comeback without me watching. I'm not going to turn it on. And I was like, plus, what if I turn it on and they, Ohio State hits a last second shot? Then I'm going to feel even worse than I already did. So he, a couple minutes goes by. He looks at me. He, he go, looks at me again, goes, y'all are up one. And I was like, what? No, no way. There's no way they completed that comeback. And then sure enough, I, I checked the score and it was 76, 73. I was like, wait, what? So yeah, that was, that was a pretty bad look for me. Yeah. So we'll get into that first and foremost just a, a really important win for IU yeah. they they needed they needed that in the for worst sure. way I, I, I think a loss there doesn't like eliminate you literally or anything like that but it would just be wrong side of the bubble do they even care would they have enough fight to even get back in them this can be a springboard performance for IU i don't know if projections currently have you all in or no. not in i'm not where not in in or out not in not in okay but this could this could be the start of something scoots it could all be last night that gets things moving in the right direction so uh, that's good for IU to get that win I mean there's going to be a several open jobs big time open jobs I don't know if Ohio State falls into the big time open job category but I think there's a decent chance they'll have an opening after this year they have a lot of money if nothing else it's one of the most profitable big 10 athletic programs so they may they they're going to be interesting to watch if they do decide to go in a different direction it's wild that Holtman's been there seven years does not seem like that long no and him being a Kentuckian and and like in UK he, he had been mentioned with the UK job back when he would have Ohio State rocking and rolling which for never really ended up being much rocking or much rolling he's been mostly underwhelming at Ohio State and especially as of late but yeah it's a bad loss for them they're probably going to have an opening IU you can exhale a little bit Scooch doesn't watch though I've never done that I don't think I've ever just turned off UK out of protest or disgust or there's probably been a time, but I, I I can't think of it. It definitely hasn't been recent. And again, I think part of it, I don't know how good of a job I'd be doing if I just came in and I was like, guys, I, I didn't watch. I couldn't watch last night. Couldn't do it. 
I was watching, couldn't do it, turned it off, and I'll you all tell me what happened. So I think the job aspect plays a role in it as well. But this isn't Indiana roll call, so you don't have to watch the well, Hoosiers for the good of this show. If you want to watch a little bit, turn it off, get back to playing your little Harry Potter game, ride around on your brooms. I don't have any issue with that. I think that's healthy, Scoots. If that's what Scoots wanted to do, that's what I wanted you to do. And I want to hear more about the Harry Potter game last night. Did we learn that – did we ride around on the brooms or the cr- crutches or whatever they're hippogriff. called? Uh, I was, last the night hippogriff. was a hippogriff night, yeah. You were just going to town on hippogriffs. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was doing a little uh, – a lot of the side missions to try to build up my – my spell, my spell set, and all that. So, yeah, no, it was good. It was a, it was a productive Hogwarts night for sure. It ended up turning into a topic of conversation on the Kentucky Roll Call social media pages, uh, the Harry Potter game on the Facebook yeah. page. That's why. I, talk- that's why I went and did side missions last night. Could do based off uh, off Mook's suggestions. Just go do the are side gonna, missions. Are you going to try to get to the Azkaban? There is. It, it, was it Mook that said that? Yeah, he he said there was a mission that you can go to. Ask. Maybe or Maybe. Shay, somebody, one, one of them. them. Yeah, I might. And then right at this very moment, James Willis probably tuning out. This Lewis. is around the time. Lewis is that his name? Lewis. James Lewis. It's around this time that he's probably tuning out. That guy just always comments on the Facebook social media to let us know how much he dislikes the show or something that we talked about, or we should have done talked more about this or that. Well, James, I hope you like talking cats, because we're going to be talking <laughs> plenty of cats as the show goes on that, today. His comment the other day just drove me nuts. I, 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 I've never commented back, but I just had to say something. Like, dude, it was almost two hours of Kentucky conversation following that. It, it, it cracks me up. He's <laughs> it, It's the same stuff all the time with him. But you know what? I'm glad he's engaged. I'm glad he's listening. I'm glad he's having fun on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page uh, or the Twitter community. We're on Instagram as well. A lot of good stuff from KRC. May have some other exciting stuff in the works that we could announce a little bit later on. Hey, but we can get to more of that, like I said, later on. Get your text in, 502-414-1450. A good Tuesday for me, uh, we get a note on Monday that there's outbreaks of pretty much everything at the daughter's class and just be be on the lookout. And then like while we're reading that note at home on Monday, the daughter has like a slight cough, not really anything that we probably would have even noticed or been concerned about had we not gotten the note. We were like, oh, well, that's interesting. And then when we went to put her to bed Monday night, she was pretty warm and we were like "Uh oh that didn't take long at all for her to catch whatever is going on at the school and then tuesday morning yesterday morning poor little girl she was hot whenever she's sick it's like she doesn't want to act like she's sick she just wants to like she just thinks it's like a normal day but you can tell she's just a little drained she doesn't have the same energy level although she acts like she does and then she's got a slight fever a little bit of a cough so we were kind of rotating, staying home with her yesterday, going into the office, staying at home, going into the office, staying at home. Uh, then, But everything went fine. I think she was getting better as the day went on. I'm curious to see how she's doing this morning when she wakes up. Uh, but it was not the most sleep I've ever had Monday night into Tuesday. And But last night was much better, Scoots. I feel refreshed. I needed a good night's sleep. I got it. Maybe I slept easier just because Kentucky didn't frustrate me 
They they did exactly what they were supposed to do on the road at Vanderbilt. But all things considered, a nice Tuesday night. I wish we would have gone to the game. I wish the the roll call crew would have been down there. Would have been a fun it one. Looked like would have been a great game yeah. to watch. I mean, as a UK fan, just seeing them put up 109 points. I was telling, I think uh, Matt Sack on the Dash Clips post game show last night that I was. He'll remember that one for he'll remember that game forever. I was jealous not being able to be down there because just seeing your team put up that many points, 109 points, win by that much in a road game in the SEC, even if it was Vanderbilt, that's rare. That just doesn't happen a ton. So uh, I'm sure they were happy to be there. Tons of Cats fans. It was a great atmosphere. Always comes across great on TV. I do wish uh, we, we could have been there, but they were in they were in good hands without us. Plenty of UK fans. You heard Go Big Blue chants all night. And the team gave the fans there a lot to cheer about. Not Again, like we said, a 32-point win, and it could have probably been worse if they wanted it to be. Not much talking on the post-game show, huh? Well, I so so you you were a topic of conversation on the post-game show. We were really trying. So I, I think I figured it out. You were discussed for you were discussed early and often on the Dash Clips KRC postgame show last night. Mm-hmm. But it was like right after we had gotten off that I was like, oh yeah, he told us that he does this. That you you will you will log in and just put the volume down because you just want to help the numbers. You're a good team player. <laughs> I appreciate that about you. But that would explain why you weren't talking last night. Because Roush and I were like you know, we were poking fun at you. We were just trying to get you to chime in or say something. And you were holding strong, not saying anything, not reacting, not doing anything. I think I and I think as soon as we got off, I figured it out. You you weren't really there. You were there, but you weren't there. Is that accurate? Um, not quite. So admittedly, I turned it on. That that was like my last ditch effort. I was laying in bed scrolling Twitter for one final time. And I saw I saw the post game show, and I was like, "Oh, I, I better hop in there." Hopped in. I think I heard Roush say, "What's up, man?" And then I don't I don't remember anything else. I mean, I I fell asleep pretty quickly into it. So yeah, sorry sorry about that. Is that what the shame on me text was all about this morning that I woke up to? Yeah, that's what that's okay. about. Yeah, I I, I fell but that, asleep, but it, but it but it made sense. So you were you were out. Oh, I was out. Yeah. That's interesting to think people are sleeping while potentially Roush's and my voice is it's soothing. subconsciously playing into their ear. Well, I, I I could probably put people to sleep last night. I was exhausted. <laughs> I'll do a better job like staying awake and and having more energy. I kind of like I, I think the the content, if you're in the media world or you want to get into the media world, a free piece of advice. If you don't sound excited talking about it, people aren't going to be excited listening to it. So, like, I, you know, there's sometimes you'll have people on that'll be like, oh, well, yeah, it was a good effort. They shot the ball well, but I don't know if they can play good enough defense. They're just boring. So, you got to sound excited about what you were talking about. And most of the stuff that we talk about is exciting. Liam Cohen spoke with the Bucks yesterday. We're going to get on with that when Roush gets on a little bit. I can't wait to hear what he thought about that. I promise you, he'll sound excited. I think during the postgame show, though, I just, I, I was trying. I was very excited about the performance. There was a lot to be excited about. I was just exhausted. I was pooped. So if you're if you're watching and listening, I appreciate it. We'll bring more of the energy on Saturday after the Gonzaga game. And we didn't have as many people talking, partially because it was like 11 o'clock at night, which is understandable. 
but people get a little bit more frustrated and worked up after the losses than the wins. We, we've noticed that on the Thornton's text line for years. That's nothing new. Uh, but we did have a couple people that were on scoots and then Roush hopped on. So I was like, all right, well, let's get to Roush and then we'll get those people on. And I had one, I had one complaint. I had one, one critical comment, which I, I like constructive criticism. I like hearing it. They said you shouldn't turn the postgame show into KRC. I think that's fair. I think that's a good point. Like, not that I don't want Roush on. I do want Roush on. But what we should do is have Roush on, have you on, have me on, and just like, hey, this is what we thought. It was fun. It was good. All right. Now let's go to the other callers. Because we had a, a few people on. I wasn't trying to ice them out or anything, but we just kind of wanted to finish the our, our spiel, what we thought, and then I was going to go to them. And they didn't wait. And I understand. It was late on a Tuesday night. Makes sense. But in the future on those post-game shows, we're not going to turn it into roll call. or if there's, It was kind of maybe a good thing last night because there wasn't a lot of people that had a lot to say. But in the future, it's going to be your all show, whatever you all want to say. If Roush is nice to hop on, he'll comment on it. If Scoots is on, we'll comment on it together, and we'll have a good time with it. Unless but I'm asleep. In the meantime, unless you're asleep, in which case that's understandable. I could have been right there with you, Scoots. It was a late one. In the meantime, we'll get to some of the morning grab-and-go texters on the Thornton's text line. John, who did chime in on the show last night, he says, Good morning to all. Big time glad we got the victory last night. Edwards played great, and wow, Burks, just maybe he can continue to move to some playing time going forward. I do the same as Justin sometimes. I might feel like a curse, so this Sunday I'll only watch parts of my Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure just yet. I might just be crazy when it comes to superstitious. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. Yep. John, if you're not watching your team in the Super Bowl, you're a nut. Yeah, that's that's crazy, John. I, I don't miss my team's games. Like I said, that was the first time I'd ever turned off an Indiana game to my knowledge. So, And, and once they came back, I couldn't turn it back on. The tide had already switched in my favor. Yeah, that part I can understand. I, I, I just would never have turned it off in, in the first place. But TJ, you, I don't you I don't, don't think you don't you make under, a habit of it. I don't think you understand how just ugly I mean, I, I would have taken Scribner Middle School to to play better than Indiana last night in that first half. It was horrible. Horrible. You were down big. I was you were down big. Gil, I, I think I might have scared Gil because I was screaming. There was one player that was in the game that should have never even been in the game that was just screwing everything up. And then on top of that, there was a freaking referee review for a flagrant one that lasted all of 20 minutes. Like, good thing Indiana had no momentum at the time because if they had, it would have all been gone. We have got to find a way to get those reviews shorter. It's ridiculous how long they take. Yeah, it is bad. Sometimes you'll see some that will go by a little bit quicker, but far too often they they take entirely too long, uh, and that's annoying. Nobody likes that. What people do like is saving money at the pump. And at Thornton's, I just got an email this morning. As a Refresher Rewards member, as a loyal member, you're going to save $0.20 cents off per gallon. Pretty awesome. It says loyalty pays at Thornton's. And I love that. You do as well. Who couldn't afford to save 20 cents per gallon at Thornton's? That'll add up in a hurry. Download that app. Become a Refresh and Rewards member today. You'll get emails just like this. 20 cents off a gallon right now from our friends at Thornton's. The grab-and-go text line, another texter says, when it comes to defense, I have to believe the coaching staff is teaching. When do we hold the players accountable? 
too often college b-ball becomes blame the coach arena having the guys been playing organized ball for 13 14 15 years all right interesting perspective i like seeing a different side of this stuff i don't totally disagree with you i, I honestly think our we align probably more our, our sentiments are more aligned than you would think but I would just default to, at the end of the day, though, if things aren't getting better and they're constantly not getting better, it could 1,000% be the player's fault, but it would just have to fall back on coaching because that, you, you got to find people to make it work. You, you're at Kentucky. This isn't a rebuild. You've been there forever. You don't really have any excuses of like, oh, you know, I, it, it would have been better if we had done this or if this had happened. You're the head coach. All those things should or shouldn't happen because you're the head coach. You're the one that put together this roster. You're the one that put together this team. Yes, you can teach people exactly what to do, and you can think that you have drilled it into their brains, but if they go out there and they don't do it, yeah, that stinks the players didn't listen, but at the end of the day, the head coach has to get the team playing the way that it needs to play. And we have talked defense to death with this basketball team and we're not done. We're going to be talking about it till the end of the season. Every single tournament game will go in. Can the defense do enough? How do they match up defensively? I've got my idea of what I want an opposing team for UK to look like that I think will be beneficial to UK, but it, it, it won't work out that way because that's not how the tournament works out. We're going to be talking defense as this thing rolls on and we've been doing it nonstop. But the reason of the panic as of late was because this realization against Florida and Tennessee, like how, where has there been any steps this defense has gotten better in the last month? As we've talked this journey and as it's been frustrating throughout different courses, and can they get better? They are what they are. No, they're not. They can get a little bit better, but they'll never be that great. Wherever you've fallen in line with this defensive conversation, it was just – it had gasoline poured on it after this past week because, oh, my gosh, it's somehow getting worse. How could that be possible? So, Scoots, insert last night. What do we make? Is this a step in the right direction? Is it still a terrible defensive team? Is there any sign of life to get excited that maybe it's moving in the right direction? How are we supposed to feel after, after last night? Well, however you feel is how you're supposed to feel. Scoots, do you have any opinion on the defense from last night? Because what we're going to have to do is talk about the game. It was a blowout win. It was what UK needed. You were down two starters, no less. But what big takeaways can we have from it? Is there anything that could be built off last night? That's where this conversation is going to go. And that's where, obviously, people are going to turn their attention to the to the defensive end. So what did you make of it? You did watch the at least some of the game when you weren't playing Harry Potter and doing some side quests. Yeah, no, I watched the majority of it, and I think you brought it up on the post-game show is the fact that Vanderbilt's only scored over 75 twice this season coming into this game, and, and Kentucky let them score 77. So I think there are still major concerns defensively. Granted, you were playing a Vanderbilt team who makes things a little bit easier offensively, plus Kentucky was making some shots. So – Moving forward, yes, I still think there are major issues defensively, but you got away with it last night because you're playing a team that, quite frankly, just not all that great. But you did allow them to score 77, which somewhat concerning. Do you think 77 is too much? I mean, for for 
most teams in the country, no. For Vanderbilt, yeah, absolutely. They stand. only the th- only the third time they've scored over seventy five on the season. So I, I hear what you're saying. What I would just say, I don't really care so much about Vandy scoring over. 75, 77 is a lot of points, but the way Kentucky wants to play the game, they were able to take 62 shots. That's more shots. I, I don't even need to look at their their season record. I would imagine there have been very few, if any, games that they've shot 62 shots in. Kentucky held them to 35%. They shot 34 threes. Kentucky held them to 32% there. That's not amazing. It's not terrible either, though. Like, you know, that's fine. And then Bandy just went to the line a ton, and that's frustrating. That's just SEC officiating. Now 12 out of 14 games, the opposing team has shot more free throws than UK. Sometimes you'll see that in blowouts. It's not totally uncommon, but a 30 to 12 free throw discrepancy there. Woof. That is significant. That is huge. That's a big free throw discrepancy. Well, and the game but still I'm, lasted less than two hours. That's wild. I think it was a, like maybe a little hair above, but no, it was right around there. Yeah, and I think you, maybe a blowout does that. People weren't strategically using their timeouts left and right. I think I crawled in bed right at ten thirty. So I mean, you'd probably started the post game show by ten thirty five. Yeah, maybe just a little bit after, but yeah, right around there. Yeah, you're, it was for, quick. For it that, was a quick game for a team shooting thirty free throws. You're not. You're not wrong about that. But I, I, I will also am with Scoots. Defense was better, slightly better. It, it was not putting the clamps down by any stretch of the imagination, but it was fine. This is how Kentucky's probably going to need to win, though. They're going to have to shoot more shots than the opposing team. Vandy shot 62 shots, Kentucky 74, so 12 more. That's pretty impressive. And they're going to need to outshoot them, which they should do to pretty much every team. 55% for UK, 35% for Vandy. 58% from three for UK. Hitting 15 threes, shooting 58%. That's crazy. And part of that is Scooch because Vandy's terrible. But, man, save one of those just, like, insane shooting performances for a, a good team. Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. They were every time they threw one up, it seemed to go in. I mean, Jordan Burks even hit one. I was like, "What?" Jordan Burks, solid game, thirteen yeah. points in fifteen minutes. Uh, somebody pointed out on Twitter, you got to remember he was the OTE leading scorer last year. He he averaged more points than Rob Dillingham in the same league that they were playing in. Jordan Burks is an interesting piece. I, I think Kentucky is going to make sure that that he's around or they're going to try to make sure that he's around assuming he doesn't go pro which no shot there there's been no stranger deci- there's been stranger decisions in the calipari era than that one scoots it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world but i, I wouldn't anticipate it it happening that's my overall takeaway from last night is i, I i'm no grand proclamations about the defense or this team turning a corner or anything like that but you were down two starters, and you beat Vandy in a way that they haven't been beaten all season. They're not good. They're a bad team. They've been bad all season. They'll be bad the rest of the way. But that was the worst loss that they've had in SEC play. They That's the most points they've given up. And the, the Chris Fisher tweet that I think was making the rounds yesterday, prior to tonight, the most points Vandy had allowed this season was 84. Kentucky puts up 109. Its largest loss was 27 points at Auburn, 
Kentucky won by 32 in Nashville. It was a dominant win. And as Chris Fisher says, it was a dominant performance to stop the bleeding. And he's right. That's the way I look at it last night. You're down two starters. You go on the road. Things seem like they're reeling. You just didn't need to mess around with frickin' Vanderbilt. And they didn't mess around with frickin' Vanderbilt. They did exactly what they needed to do. It was awesome to see Justin Edwards have a big game. He can throw it down. Not get stuffed by the rim this time. That was nice to see. 17 points for him. You hope maybe that can pull something out of him moving forward. As Scoots mentioned, Burks, that was cool. Perfect 6-6 six six for him. He hit a 3 as well. Big Z showing, proving me right a little bit. They're like That dude is a talent. He is a talented, talented basketball player. But I'm not so sure why the officials have to just try to insert themselves and, and ruin him. He's like, Haven't we ruined him enough? Haven't we contained Big Z enough? Free him. Stop calling these ticky-tack fouls on him. On the post-game show, I compared him to the inflatable arm. Wacky-waving wacky arm-flowing tube man. Yeah, that you see at the car dealerships. He's like that with his arms. I think officials are just like, well, that's unnatural. This makes me uncomfortable. A human's not supposed to be that long and have be so lanky. It just defies what the human envisions the, the body to look like. So he gets called for these ticky-tack fouls, and I hate it, Scoots. I hate it. We got to keep that dude on the floor. He's a good player. He knocked down another three, able to corral in some rebounds, which was nice to see. And Kentucky, not a great block night, but you know what? Zero from Uganda. Big Z helped out. She Reed had a cool one. Reed Shepard had a cool one. And, and Antonio Reeves also had the other block, although I don't remember that one off the top of my head. Good game for Kentucky. You just needed that. Scooch, do you want a Harry Potter joke? before we go to our break? Well, sure. I'll allow it. How does Harry Potter get to class at the bottom of the hill? Mm, you got me. Well, he just he just walks. Is that the joke? JK, rolling. <laughs> Go to the break. Go to the break. Just hit, just hit the break. Just go to the break. Go to the break. Hurry. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, the best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Roush is in the house on this Wednesday hump day morning. Roush, how are you? Hope you're having a great start to your morning. feel like we were just talking like eight hours ago. Because we were. Yeah, we were. Um, which I enjoyed that, even though we were both pretty sleepy at the time. Much more awake now. Panned a cup of coffee while... Uh, getting the boys going this morning so um it, it's all working it's all good i i just um to your point or, or in the first segment like it it was just fun to be on easy street and watch the cats kick someone's ass i know there's going to be plenty of 
Uh, I was kind of jokingly poking fun at some of my nitpicking last night, but there's going to be people who, you know, see the defense or see the just Vandy sucks and it's like, hey, the, this shouldn't change our mind about the team. But at the same time, I, I, I'm not dramatically changing my mind about the team before or after the game. I, I know what this team's capable of. They were in a funk. And I think the most important part of it is that they got some confidence back because I, I think that was waning, um, and particularly at that four position because they just – they essentially in the month of January were just like Trey Mitchell do everything, and he couldn't – he did for a while, and now it's almost like he, he didn't get – the 10-man didn't get enough oil, right? So he's going to take a rest. Now they need some other guys to do things, and they did. I mean, all of them, really. You had career nights from Burks and Edwards, and then uh, Aaron Bradshaw had a dozen points as well. So, um, it, it all in all, like, you can't really ask for much more uh, from a game like that. And I know you're going to – you all were mentioning the, the, the points scored. Teams are just going to score more against Kentucky because Kentucky's playing faster. Like, that. that's how – when there's more possessions, they're going to shoot more shots. Uh and also, when you're up by 30, Kentucky was up by 20 with five minutes to play in the first half. Like, I mean, I don't think they're going to be slapping the floor, suffocating defense. So, like, this team, it was it was just a good reminder. Like, yes, they're good. Um, I don't think you can expect to shoot like that every night, TJ. But uh, they they can they can be a very fun basketball team um, when things are clicking. Yeah, it was great. Well said. It was a good reminder of what makes this team so dangerous. It's never going to be suffocating defense, but if they go out and they blitz you like that offensively, good night. And let's let's see more of it. We know that they can do similar things like that offensively. It was it had been a little bit since we've just seen it looking as pretty as it had. And no less, two starters out. If you told me UK was going to play a game with two starters out on the road in SEC, I don't care. I mean, Bandy would probably be the only team where I'd be like, oh, man, maybe you can get away with it or have a chance. But I would not have anticipated such a comfortable blowout win. And the two starters, you can make a case, most important players, just in yeah. terms of being able to do a bunch of different things. You count on them. They're usually pretty consistent. And then, sure enough, Trey Mitchell becomes inconsistent, and Kentucky goes on a bit of a losing streak, and things get ugly, and they just need to reset him. We talked about it on the postgame show last night, but Jack Pilgrim, he is suggesting it, it looks unlikely that you're going to have Trey for Saturday against Gonzaga. I was hoping, and I've been wrong in this hoping, anytime you really hope with a UK injury, you're usually going to be disappointed. But I was hoping this was, hey, you've been playing bad. We know that you've been banged up. Let's go ahead and just take you, give you an off night. You're going to have a week to heal up, rest, get better. You're an old man when it comes to college basketball, and we'll get you back out there for the Gonzaga game. According to Jack Pilgrim, likely would be doubtful for that. And I think maybe even behind the scenes, Roush has heard some scuttlebutt. Roush was definitive that he wasn't going to play last night. I went back and reread the post. Yeah, Jack certainly seems to suggest it's unlikely. But you can really use him against Gonzaga. But it's nice knowing if you don't have him, Burks is coming off a really, really good game. Bradshaw showed a little bit of heart. He showed a little bit of fight. You can get stuff out of Big Z. Hopefully he's going to be able to stay on the floor more than 12 minutes. But 11 points in 12 minutes. 
Uh, some of these guys, they don't get a ton of opportunities, but last night they took advantage of them when they did. Like we mentioned, Jordan Burke's 13 minutes or 13 points in 15 minutes. Uh, Bradshaw even 12 points in 18 minutes. Not like he played uh, a ton. And then Justin Edwards, 17 points in 20 minutes. So some people that don't always get opportunities, Edwards has had plenty of opportunities. He doesn't necessarily apply to this, but people took advantage of it. It was nice to see. And now we can turn our attention to that Gonzaga game on Saturday. Must win for UK. You don't lose three straight at home. You protect your home court. Gonzaga, yes, they'll be desperate. They're going to be looking for a big win. If they won at Kentucky, it would probably get them into the tournament, assuming they just take care of business in their crappy conference, which they likely would, or at least everybody besides St. Mary's. So they're going to be desperate, and they're going to be out there hungry for a win. We don't know. Kentucky, again, could be down two starters. It's worth mentioning in the pregame show, or the pregame, in the during the game, the TV commentator said in the pregame that DJ went through the morning shoot-around. He was putting up shots. He was looking good. He's getting very close, I think is what they said. Very, very close. They seem to suggest that it's not impossible. You could see him out there Saturday against Gonzaga. I don't Trey Mitchell, DJ Wagner, I'd like them all. I just want this Kentucky team to be closer to full strength. I know I sound like a broken record when I say that. I'm going to continue to say it until it happens. But whether you're down two starters, one starter, no starter, a bench player, whatever it may be, you have got to beat Gonzaga on Saturday. The good news is I think Kentucky will, but you just have to. You don't have to win by 32. You don't have to put up 109 points. It's not Things aren't going to come as easy, and you're going to have to defend a little bit better against Gonzaga, but you got to find a way to win that game. And then if you do, Roush, a 2-0 week, you can exhale. Kentucky probably should be in the top 15. This is a weird college basketball season. A lot of teams are losing on the road. Even some teams are having head-scratching losses at home. UNC took one last night against Clemson. I didn't see that coming. I know probably a lot of people lost money on that game, or at least in a parlay thrown in UNC or any, something along those. That was one of the Brandon Ramsey's best bets. He hits at a pretty high clip. You missed that one. But weird losses are happening, Roush. Just keep winning the rankings, the seeding, that stuff. It'll take care of itself. Just string together a winning streak here. You got one. Yeah, you got to win a second one to make it a streak. That's Saturday against Gonzaga. Uh, I'm really glad that Kentucky was able to cleanse its soul before the Gonzaga game because Gonzaga can suck it. Um, they're, they're due for a $5 ass whooping uh, at Rupp Arena. Uh, and I hope the Cats can can deliver that. Uh, a few random things. It, was that Vandy Court there last year? Or is that new? I think it was there. I think it's that, that court's been there for a bit. The big V. That V is the largest V. I mean – Today stands for virgin. I just, I can imagine them being like, all right, we've got your design. And they're like, no, but we want it bigger. And then they come back with another one. They're like, no, no, you don't understand what I said. We want it bigger. And they just made it to where it was like, okay, we'll just take up the entire court with it. It, I can see both sides of the angle here, but are we really one to make fun of another team's court? Well, that's the thing. We nobody knows bad courts better than us. And that's that's the one. caveat. Yeah, that's yeah, the we're, flip. We're, is that we're experts at bad courts? It takes one to know one. We, we we've seen a bad court in our in our day, but it also just it to we have a ginormous mid court logo like that. UK is probably too big. 
Oh, man. And watching uh, some of Daniel Hager's one clip from every win over Vandy, sort of the old Rupp Arena court is just so much better than anything they've had. Like, even the Tayshon logo when they went to the big giant interlocking UK, the classic just Rupp Arena with the Wildcats in the kind of corner, mm-hmm. it just looks so much better. I don't, like, what do we, why don't we just do that? No, they, they, they've had a tough time with this court. It takes 36 years to put one together without a dead spot. And then even then, it may have a dead spot. So, yeah, Kentucky, real snake bit on the court stuff. The bet, I also watched the Daniel Hagar video yesterday uh, to get ready for the game just to get me pumped up. I had it on with the sick kid and the wife at the house. Uh, Daniel, the wife's first impression of your video? What the hell is this? So, there you go. You got, you got another fan. I, do. Just, I was like, I was like, what do you mean? I was like, what do you mean? What the hell is this? She's like, is this a game? Like th- they're showing these highlights during a game? I was like, no, it's just one play from every game. She's like, I was so confused what was going on. Like, were they just they they doing a look back in one game or something? It was just a long segment. And I was like, no, just one play from every win. She was like, oh, you probably beat Bandy a bunch. The I I really enjoy. Um, this because, I mean, you don't realize how comically good the 96 team was until you have, like, Walter McCarty just, like, owning three Vanderbilt dudes at the rim after they just kind of tip the ball around him on the press, get free, and he just crams on him. That's so much fun. I also – I'm never not amused by how quickly Tubby Smith is running his team off the floor after Nazi Muhammad clearly makes the shot after the final horn. But well, I don't know I don't know if it is clear that it's after the final horn – but that video clip, that's always great to me. He he makes it, and, like, the confusion on the players, like the split second of, like, is it good? Is it not good? And they're looking around for, like, leadership and direction, and it's just Tubby being like, get the hell out of here. They scram, and they they listen. They get out of there very quickly. I do – for younger for younger college basketball fans, there was an era of college basketball where it was like, hey, if we get off the floor or we get off the field, because it would apply in football sometimes too, if yeah. we get off the floor or the field, they can't bring us all back. Yeah. Like, we're gone. Like, you know, what are they going to do? Come get us all back and make us get back out of here on the field and do it again? Such a hilarious concept, but it is so true. I mean, we did that in high school too. Like, if you want oh, yeah. to you just like, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I tell you all to go, you just get out and that's the – yeah, that one was fun. And I'll say this about Daniel as well. I like when in those videos, which make sure you're subscribing to him on YouTube, I like when he'll do what you just mentioned, like where a player that has played for multiple years, he'll make the highlights, usually that player. So you'll get like four straight. And yesterday it was Tayshawn Prince for me. Whereas like Tayshawn just doing something against Vandy. The next clip, Tayshawn doing something against Vandy. Makes you appreciate just some of those stars uh, Daniel, he's good. He's good at putting those things together. I really enjoy his videos. Well done, buddy. One uh, one guy that I just completely forgot about that kept being in the cutaways around that Tayshon era was Michael Bradley. I just totally forgot that that human existed. And the thing about Michael Bradley is that I believe I had the poster of that team. So I, it's not like I never – like I didn't know who Michael Bradley was. But there's not one – I don't think I, I recall him ever playing basketball, though. Like just one single play of him actually playing basketball. It's like, oh, I know of that guy. I could not tell you one thing about him. It's uh, it's it's the Shaq meme. Like I, I wasn't familiar with your game. <laughs> just... 
A texter on the Thornton's text line. Shout out to Michael Bradley, although no shout outs to Michael Porter. He says, TJ, I always appreciate the love on Twitter. Need some insight. Do you have any idea what kind of content the bald, grumpy man likes that would warrant a like? Here to entertain KRC. Appreciate it. South Georgia Wildcat. Roush, you're not showing South Georgia Wildcat love on Twitter? No, I'm not. Are you the bald, grumpy old man that he's talking about? Probably. I assumed he was talking about Spears. Fits him to a T. Yeah, Spears is much grumpier. Which you're you're pretty grumpy. This weekend had a real low moment where, you know, some days you, I cut my hair about like it's usually about on every Thursday, but this last week was driving to Alabama, brought my clippers with me, but just the the time was escaping me on when to cut my hair. So at one point on Saturday, I'm sitting on the couch, my mom's standing behind me, and she just starts like rubbing her hand on my head just looking at my chia pet of a hair situation like you know i thought balding was supposed to be on the the mother side of the family but i didn't have any balding it's like okay thanks mom thanks for just pointing out all what few follicles are on the top of my head really really appreciate it mother thank you i'll never forget I, i think i was maybe yeah i was in high school and i think I was with my friends, but they couldn't hear me. Or maybe I was with family, but it was just like for a brief moment, my mom and I. And I remember she just like looked at me and she like put her hands through my hair. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like nice, you know, like she's giving me a loving moment. And she was just like, gosh, you're you're going to be bald at some point. Your hair is so thin. And see- I was like. Get, get, I was like, get that hell off me. I was like, I thought this was like, get, like I, I remember I like pushed her hand away. I was like, get out of here. I just leave me, leave me alone. And the other part of it too is, it's one thing if your friends or South Georgia Wildcat are busting you up for being bald, you know, like that happens. But when mom does, you're like, mom, come on, you're supposed to supposed to love me no matter what. Yeah, love me no matter what. Uh, another texter on the grab and go texter says, Vandy scoring seventy seven isn't a big deal based on how many possessions UK had. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Kentucky. Win the possession game, or win the, I guess, take more shots. The other team's going to naturally, because when you take a shot and you make it or miss it, the other team's going to get an opportunity. So we want Kentucky taking a lot of shots. We're okay with the other team taking a lot of shots. We just want Kentucky to have, ideally, more makes and a higher percentage. Is that so much to ask? You do those things, you should win more times than not. How about out-rebounding, Vandy? 50-28 to 28 on the glass without... Trey Mitchell, who's not thought to be this dominant rebounder, but he has been somebody you've relied on to go get boards. He's out of the game, and you still out-rebound Vandy by 22 rebounds. That's a crazy, crazy margin there. Uh, that'll do it, Roush. Like, just, you know, out-rebound a team like that, out-shoot a team like that. Yeah, it it all the, the box score says it should be a blowout. It was a blowout. Everything checks out with last night. The... Uh... The the other aspect of that too, I mean, Kentucky didn't miss many shots to get that many rebounds either. So that that is impressive. And I also um part of the defensive issues I think to this year were like a, just a lack of concentration and just kind of breakdowns and also some effort and enthusiasm. They were diving all over the floor, going at yes. the balls, creating turnovers, 
Reed Shepard was just pesky in passing lanes. So it was a it was a fun basketball game Tuesday night in Nashville. Yeah, and I like seeing them rewarded for that, and I like seeing them make an effort for that because that stuff against Tennessee unacceptable. They made an effort to change that. It was noticeable, and what happens? You're rewarded with a 32-point win. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. One more grab-and-go texter, and then just the Thornton text line. And an update on the offensive coordinator search when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Wednesday. Appreciate you. Being tuned in, listening on podcasts, however you you are consuming the show, we thank you for it. You'll be thankful for the $5 off at Salsaritas for their three amigos, the perfect side dish to bring to your Super Bowl Bowl party. If everybody always kind of scrambles what to bring, you would think that the host is providing the main entree. That's fine. That's probably what they should do. A perfect side item is the Three Amigos from Salsaritas. Something for everybody. You can get three 16-ounce tubs of any of their goodness that you want. The way it's broken down is usually guacamole, hot salsa, and queso, along with a huge bag of their wildly addictive chips. And trust me, no party would say no to the Three Amigos. Use the promo code Three Amigos on your app. You're going to save five dollars off on the Three Amigos. That's a nice deal from Salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. And you don't have to get if you're like, yeah, we're not big on guacamole, or, or we're not a queso, we're not queso full. That's fine. You can get three hot salsas if you want with the wildly addictive chips. You could get three guacamoles if you're just absolutely a quack about the guac. Go ahead and get that or queso. You can get three quesos and just take a bath in it for all we care. The Middletown location has a drive-through St. Matthew's covered patio. It's going to be a beautiful day. It'll be a great day to have lunch out there on that covered patio out at Salsaritas. Scooch, maybe get you a cerveza. Can you get that? that at Salsaritas? Yeah. Really? You used to be able to. I don't know if they do it anymore. I'm going to have to look into that. Because I was actually telling Trey Ryan, he was asking me the other day, he was like, Who's your favorite food sponsor that we have on Big X? And I was like, oh, easily it's Salsaritas. No, no question about it. I was like, but the one thing that would really put it over the top is if I could get a beer at Salsaritas. So, yeah, I'll have to look into that. I, I, I they used, they used to. Now, now you got me scratching my brain. I, I swear they did at a point maybe, but now I'm not so sure. Oh, boy. Might have been a COVID thing, um, but I, we can't stress to you how comically large the bag of chips you're going to get is. It's basically the Vanderbilt midcourt logo of chip bags. So many chips, so good. Salsaritas, it's the best. Um, so yeah, I'll need some salsaritas. Excited. Today's the day when I really start getting fired up for the Super Bowl, and I start like looking at all the different bets and stuff like that. 
I'm just, I'm excited. There's a lot of fun content when they do all the radio row stuff out there. A lot of fun interviews with people and various shows, uh, NFL shows. So I'm, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Let's get this. We'd, we'd go out to radio row, but Roush would just bail on us. We can't even go to Nashville. Imagine Big X footing the bill for us to go to Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Why not? We would be a blast. We'd have a good time out there. It'd be early. It'd be early mornings in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, we just wouldn't go to sleep, right? I mean, speak for speak for yourself. No, speak for yourself. I'm doing it off an all nighter for sure. The the other. It's crazy how much they charge for you to go to some of those radio rows. Like if you want, if we wanted to do the sec media days, radio row, it's just, it's unreal how much they charge just for you to have a spot there and get some interviews with people. Well, hit me with the, hit me with the numbers, like 2,500 bucks. Well, which is like, it's a lot, a lot of salsaritas, guacamole. It's a lot of salsaritas, guacamole. I would rather just like, you know, have the $2,500 in my pocket. So maybe Salsaritas, pay me $2,500. Mm-hmm. Please. Well, they, they may do that. Uh, one last grab-and-go texter says, it was cool to see Edwards play well, but it worries me he just earned more minutes in Cal's view. Cal said after the game that he was doing a ton of substitutions in the first half, and that's what he may just do going forward. And whoever plays well based on that will play in the second half. Um, what I, You know, I don't I – don't, that's fine. We don't need to we don't need to overthink the rosters or the minutes. I know that Burks and Edwards had a good game last night. Edwards is going, especially the longer more people are injured. I mean, for the both of them, really, they're like people are going to get their opportunities. You do that with your opportunity, you should get more minutes. And I like seeing Justin Edwards confident. He because he, if he's not, he doesn't stand a chance. It's a non-starter for him if he's not going out there playing confident. So he's at least doing that. He got rewarded for it yesterday. If that leads to a huge increase of minutes that just kind of seem out of the blue or he's not playing well but he's still getting clock, then we'll we'll criticize that. Like, you know, we'll we'll call that out if that happens. But Roush, I think it's pretty clear who the people are that deserve the most minutes. But it is nice seeing some of those other role players do nice things when given the opportunity. But we don't need to reinvent the wheel here the the my, my only what's uh, what's the word i'm looking for here i i'm with you whereas like when he's playing more aggressive uh you can feel it you felt it i felt it the last two games maybe just we don't need the contested three right after you made an open one you know and then it just goes off the top of the backboard we don't need that uh but did you see that cal said we're trying to get Justin to play a little bit different and it's helping him. Um, he's just a difference maker. And when asked how he's going to be different, he said, you know what, we'll call it a tweak. How about that? So he tweaked it to the left. He tweaked it like that. He tweaked it with a wiffle ball bat. That's why he was walking around Nashville with that wiffle ball bat. Mm-hmm. That explains it. Uh, yeah, they're not – I don't know. I didn't see anything that they were doing different with Justin Edwards besides having his shots go in, which in which case, I yes, do that. Great tweak. More of it. Love to see it. 
it's it seems to be pretty mental with Justin Edwards. I think he's he does have some limitations and flaws in his game that could they be figured out the rest of the season? Probably not, but also like as you saw last night, there's enough good there where that's all right. He doesn't need to be Kentucky's best player. He's not going to be Kentucky's best player. He doesn't need to be Kentucky's most complete player. Just when he gets opportunities, go out there, play hard, rebound first and foremost more than anything else. And then if you're open, I think he's earned the, the right if he's open to shoot it. The way this offense works, you, you want to play fast. If a guy has an open shot, they need to let it fly. So I'm all right with it. It seems like if he's set and he's locked in, it, it will go in. If he's kind of a little off balance or rush, there's a chance it may be an air ball or hit like the side of the backboard or something like that. But it was a good Justin Edwards game. I want to see more of it. If he's not playing well, then he shouldn't be getting minutes. If he is playing well, then then last night's okay. But, Roush, I have seen some people turn their attention to should Robert Dillingham start conversation. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah, I, I like Rob coming off the bench. It's just It feels like you're just immediately getting energy injected in the lineup. And I think early on in the year when Justin Edwards was trying to be aggressive and be energetic, he was just playing fast and out of control. Where now it feels like he's more in control when the ball is in his hands. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm. Let's just let Rob come in and wreck a game like a bull in a china shop. Man, he I did thought that last night. I thought he was gonna beat the total that he had the previous game. The way he came in and started, hit that early three, and then didn't he quickly hit another three right after it? Yeah. Didn't he have two, two threes quick threes like as soon as he came in the game? I was like, holy smokes! Just, just let this guy cook. No, he was cooking. Chef Rob was in the building, and he he's so fun to watch. We talked about him on the postgame show last night. But these Cal teams, a characteristic of Cal teams are, and it's not totally unique to Cal in the basketball sphere, but they will go on some of these lulls offensively that can just be painful to watch where they chew up a bunch of clock, they end up not getting a good shot, it's usually desperation time, and they just throw something up. He is the vaccine for that illness. If the offense isn't go, like, it, there was just one lull. There was only one moment yesterday where it's kind of like there was three straight possessions, maybe one bad shot, two turnovers. Just the offense had gotten out of sync. It was the only time in the game the offense had, had gotten out of sync. And it looked like it was going to be another possession of that just kind of chewing down the clock, not a, a total sense of urgency. And then right on the wing, just out of nowhere, from about 24 feet, Dillingham shot it, and it went in. And it was like, oh, oh. And everybody went crazy. The crowd was like, because it was unexpected. It, it kind of came out of nowhere. The crowd was pumped up about it. It was a three-pointer. Why wouldn't it be? And boom, just like that, Kentucky was back in rhythm. He can provide a jolt for this team that, is he a great defender? He's not a great defender. But it's unlike uh, – it's in the best of the best category in terms of just random scoring. Just, hey, dribbling, dribbling. Oh, is he pulling up? It's good. He is incredible at that. And then also, not just from deep, we haven't really seen him have as much success attacking the rim. Usually, if you've got DJ Wagner, if you want a guard to go penetrate, it's going to be him. Well, with Wagner out, you're seeing seeing Dillingham – teams overplaying him out on the perimeter okay well then i'll blow by you and roush 
it's fun watching him take off for these layups. It seems like he gets incredible airtime. His legs are flailing. His arms are flailing. And then all of a sudden, the ball goes up over his head or something high on the backboard. It's got some English on it. And then it just drops into the hoop. He is an incredible scorer, folks. Like, appreciate him for the final what, 15 games, however long it is from here on out for the remainder of the season. Enjoy him. He is an elite of an elite scorer when it comes to Kentucky basketball. And it's crazy just thinking, like, he's 19, 18, however old he is. What is he going to look like as a shooter in 10 years when it's going to be literally his job to go out there and get buckets, although some would say it's already his job to go out there and get buckets. But, like, what, could he be one of the best shooters in the history of the sport? Because he's incredible right now. Anytime he wants to shoot it, I'm cool with it. God bless you, Robert Dillingham. God bless you. He those plays at the rim too. It looks like somebody's can just come over and swat it away, and it should be an easy block. But he somehow just bloop, drop it in the bucket. You can't get it, nanny nanny boo boo. Uh, Cal said after the game, like, "We don't have five Roberts. Wish we did, but we don't because he's just." He's 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 such a creator, and Cal made a similar comp to Reed Shepard, but on the other end, where sometimes you just gotta let Rob cook and shift and do his thing offensively, and something good's gonna happen. He said, kind of with Reed, sometimes I just gotta let him go rogue uh, and let him do his thing. My only my only ask is don't go rogue late in the games because then you can it can lead to bad breakdowns. But I, I thought that was a good good description of it by Cal. Yeah, no that 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 was that was fair. Um, fun one last night. That's what we needed. Now take this momentum, a, a comfortable win against Gonzaga too. We're we're we could be a fickle bunch, Roush. If, like things are bad, doom and gloom. Things get good all of a sudden. Okay, we're we're back, baby. You beat Gonzaga, everything can settle down. Get ready for the March push at that point. Improve defensively as much as you can. See where that can go. And then just keep being one of the most electric offenses that I've watched wearing a Kentucky jersey. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Roush, I do want to switch gears here to football. Any update on the offensive coordinator search? I know Liam Cohen met with the media in Tampa yesterday. That dude, he's kind of full of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got that part of coaching down, just being kind of full of of, of baloney. The part that I enjoyed is hearing him talk. I was like, I feel like I've heard this before. And it was because it was the exact same script he used when he went to the Rams. Just except at the Rams, it was too good to turn away. Um, and or too good to be true. Then he was like, well, my wife was in the area. I love the quarterback here, all the people I worked with. Um, this time he said it was a no-brainer. My father-in-law lives in the area. I used to work with a guy at the Rams who's here and Baker Mayfield. Uh, just It was something our family all together. It was just too good of an opportunity. Uh, he eventually got asked why he was a one-and-done at Kentucky, and he did at least admit what I always thought was the case as to why he left L.A., 
he wanted to be the play caller and he hated not being the play caller in LA. That was the primary reason why he left. And Kentucky gave him full autonomy. So he thanked Mark Stoops for that. Um, and then just said it was a dream opportunity to get back to the NFL. Um, a lot of it was just like me, me, I, I, I do what I want, whatever's best for me. And you know what? If that's how you want to live your life, go ahead, Liam. He's, he's the off, play call for the Tampa Bay Bucks. So have fun with that, Tampa. I'm, yeah. Yeah, his quote, I always wanted to be in the NFL, but did you? You Did said you? last year you wanted to plant roots and you were upset. Like you, you missed the part of college where you get to develop young guys. And yeah, no, he's just he's just full of crap. And that being said, people have to look out for number one. That's exactly what he's doing. I don't doubt that he always wanted to be in the NFL or that's been his dream since he was a little kid, like he said. I don't think he's lying there. And it is what it is. He's he's gone, he's separated from Kentucky. Next year, you'll bring him back as offensive coordinator again. We'll make all this right, and we'll go through the old song and dance. But in all seriousness, he he is just uh, – he's going to say what he needs to say to get him the job that he wants. That's fine. You can't really fault him for that hustle. The attention turns back on to Kentucky, and understandably so. And Stoops, who are you going to hire? Yeah. When is it going to be hired? Make a good hire. And I, I do – you know – if it came out, if Liam Cohen had a tell-all, it was called the inside the inside story of the Coneheads in Lexington. And he was just like, at the end of the day, I did always want to be in the NFL. I was cool being in college. But my goodness, Stoops would say one thing, and then he'd come back and he'd do another. And he said, I'd be able to do this. And he came back and he did another. We're never going to get the Conehead tell-all. It's just not going to happen. But I do wonder with this Cohen stuff, Roush, we can be frustrated with all the things he said, the coming and the goings. I think that's fair. But if his reason and rationale is stoops, this could be misplaced blame in this entire ordeal. And I don't know. He didn't come out and say how much he loved working with Mark Stoops. He didn't really have any sort of comments about him one way or another. Just so the opportunity. Sorry. I guess the, the, the point that I'm making is – we can be frustrated with Cohen, but the call could be coming from inside the house. Our real frustration could and should be with Stoops, which I, I have some frustration with him. You know, I don't think it's a coincidence that you're doing this offensive coordinator song and dance. Even if it is, it's unfortunate. It's hard to build a, a program that way, sustain success on that side of the ball where you're telling your players something different each offseason and they're learning something new each offseason. So I think regardless, Stoops is to be blamed just for the fact that it's happened. But especially if it's like, hey, I thought I was going to have total control of the offense, but instead he's actually being more hands-on than I care for, then that's a major issue. Now, of course, again, I don't think that's ever going to get out. But I just hope to be wowed with this offensive coordinator hire. I'm not sure the, the dude from Georgia Tech would wow me, although I don't think it's a terrible hire either. So just kind of – We'll see. Prove me wrong or prove me right one way or another. But maybe it's a surprise name out there, Roush. Do we have any updates on the name? No, no names are out there um, right boo, now. Boo. I tend to think uh, this is more of, if I'm going to blame Stoops, it's just, hey, why did you believe Liam when he came back and said he was going to stick around? Like, you know, wh wh why was that a shame of a search? Why didn't you vent? more candidates um 
But nevertheless, uh, yeah, we, we don't have any names out there. Today is National Signing Day. Kentucky got a long snapper. Might get a linebacker today, too. Um, I, it can be a topic for tomorrow. But too long, don't read. Uh, Bill Conway did the returning production stats. And the numbers are not great for Kentucky. They've finished the season ranked number 22 in the power rankings. Based on returning production, they're expected to drop out of the top 50 in the power rankings, which has only happened one time in the last seven years. So, yeah, that's not not ideal. Not ideal. You need these guys to figure it out quickly. Even though they are older and they played a lot of football elsewhere, they got to come together and figure it out quickly. So, Stoops, let's get this offensive coordinator buttoned up, get this hire out there by Friday. No need to, to mess around and wait around. If it's a really, really good hire, you can take throughout the weekend, I suppose. We'll we'll let you do that, right? Yeah, but we shouldn't be doing radio Monday without knowing who it is. Whether officially or unofficially? I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, you, it'll probably be unofficial, and then, you know, you got to have a few days for it to do the whole song and dance. Yeah, okay. Well, let's hope it's a good one. And just whether it's recruiting, transfer portal – Good, like you gotta you gotta check probably two of those boxes, if not all three of them. We gotta have a fun product on the field. Gotta get players worth a fart into the program, whether through the portal or recruiting. Uh, it's kind of crazy today's signing day. Remember that used to be the the grand poopal of non non on the field sporting events. It was such a big deal, but oh yeah, all gone away. Ugh. I don't hate it. I don't hate that it's that it's not a big thing anymore. I just enjoyed the fact that you had all of January to kind of like that was the season ended and then you went to recruiting and like I would write about the players committed and then you'd follow along some of the guys they were pursuing. Like it was a fun it was a fun month of January to just only focus on that class and you don't you don't really get that now. No. Uh you you that, that's that been taken away. Yeah. A text around the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We love Thornton's. You do as well. Scoots, can I – something Spears does that always cracks me up when, when he does his Thornton's read. Uh-huh. He always just like – and I, I think it's on the original read. So he's just a professional. He's doing what he should be doing. But he'll always add the, the turn around your day bit. How does he phrase it? I don't – I'm, I don't know if I'm familiar. I've gotten to the point. No, where, I mean you're 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 familiar. He'll be like uh, icy cold beverage to turn around your day. Yeah, I guess I just don't pay attention. He's done that ad read so many times. I just stop listening at this point. Like I know, well, all the, I know what's all the coming. more reason. All the more reason for it to be imprinted into your brain. <laughs> but I do just love the notion that like somebody's white knuckling their wheel and they're just like on the brink of driving into the wrong side of traffic and then they just. They look up and they're like, oh, yeah, Thornton's. I can just get an 89 cents to soda there and I'll, that'll make me feel better. And then, boom, they just go into Thornton's. They get their 89 cents soda and they're like, my day has efficiently been turned around now thanks to this soft drink. My- I was really about to lose it there for a second. I was about to do some things I couldn't take back, but I've got my 89 cents soda from Thornton's and I've, I'm. My day has been turned. My favorite part of the ad read is when he uh, acts like a bigwig, and he's like, I just go in there, throw my dollar on the counter, and I walk out. Like, cool, John. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that he does that. I, um, yeah, I don't either. I, 
I take my nickel back every time. <laughs> How did we end up like this? I'll remember uh, all the things we had. You know. Scoots, how you doing on the Toby Keith news? You've had about a, over a day to process. Yeah, I'm I'm better today. I jammed out to some Toby in the shower last night. Probably my three or four favorite Toby songs. So, yeah, I'm doing a little better with the whole thing. It's it's still obviously sad, and every time I hear him from here on out, it's it's gonna it's gonna affect me. So, did you listen to When the Sun Goes Down in the shower? Yeah, that's Kenny. That's Kenny. When the sun goes down, <laughs> I, I will was, be grooving. I was jamming out to mud on the tires. That was that's a, a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to get a little mud on the tires. Lost the legend, Scoots. Yeah, and you all just want to make fun of them. How, how are you making fun of them? Real mature. Name songs from other guys. That's That's one way to respect a guy who just passed. Let's name other songs, jerks. I did. And what song did was his not his that we have wrong? All of Both them. Of them? All of oh, them on the text text chain last night. There was two of them that were not his. Then y'all are throwing out here Kenny Chesney songs, Brad Paisley songs. Not even in the same league as Toby. Get out of here. How did how did how did Rutherford take the news? I don't I don't think it affected him much just because he's he's not really a big country guy. He he only knows very limited Toby Keith. Like he he just had just such little exposure to country growing up. So he was okay. Such little exposure. Uh, the the Catholic the Catholic Louisville kids, we we don't get around that country well, music I all mean, that he, often. He'll he'll even say it. He's he just had a short period of time where his mom was listening to country and he had to he was forced to listen to it as well. So he knows like all the older cuts, but not any of the new songs. There's some Louisvillians that turn their nose up to country. Oh yeah. 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 Well, but you, you got to think about it too. You typically listen to what your parents do and country Western back when our parents were coming up was a lot of like steel guitar, slow down. It's, you know, like Bob's country bunker, right. Instead of rock and roll. So if I was in the car with them, it would be, uh, like, you know, QMF rocks. Um, but I didn't. I didn't really start hearing any country music too until I started carpooling with a neighbor to school, and his dad would listen to country. That's wild. Because so. I mean, that's that's all I've listened to my whole entire life. So that's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, TJ, did you see where uh, the CBS Sports Network show booked Randy Moss for an interview? Yeah, I feel like this happens like every five years. You get something <laughs> funny happening with white Randy Moss and the horse racing industry and the NFL Hall of Famer Randy Moss yeah. of the football industry. Yes, that was that was really funny. Um, but I really, when I was watching, I was like, haven't I seen this before? And it's because like something like that has happened. But It's, it's so funny when it's happening on the air in real time. And the hosts... Or like, I'm pretty sure you got the white Randy Moss and not the Minnesota Vikings Randy Moss. You're like, wait, really? There's another one? No, the best part is when at the beginning he's like, yeah, we got Randy Moss. Dude loves horses. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like really likes horses. West Virginia Randy Moss, you, you know, he, he, like he goes fishing and stuff all the time, right? Like that's So it wouldn't surprise you. Toby Keith, big horse racing guy, owned a lot of horses. R.I.P. Yeah, in the Breeders' Cup. By yeah, the way, no, I, I go ahead, Teach. 
I was just gonna say it was also funny when they were just reading. They were like, "No, no, it's 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 the right Randy Moss, NBC Sports, NFL.com, horse racing." <laughs> like you know, they kept going. He was like, "Oh no." Oh, that's good stuff. By the way, I did a Toby Keith parlay last night. I took Wyoming plus 10 and a half because they're the Cowboys, Oklahoma State plus 20 and a half because they're the Cowboys, and Oklahoma minus one and a half because that was Toby's team. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State cover, no problem. Wyoming screws it up. Fake Cowboys. Ah. Fake mm. Cowboys. That's wow. disappointing. Take their title as Cowboys, strip them away. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifties. The Thornton's text line. We're a mess on the text. Just bear with us. I'm just going to start from the bottom. Chris Christopherson had the best line about Toby. He did to country music what pantyhose. Oh, wow, can't say that. Speaking on Thornton's rumors on the street as they're closing the one at First and Broadway. Don't go to First and Broadway very often. Is that downtown? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, first and Broadway. Because everybody's leaving downtown. I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, that's very sad and depressing, TJ, that Humana, and then who is the other one that announced? Well, well Fifth Third is just relocating downtown, but they're moving out of the, the big building there. So bad, bad week to be big buildings downtown. Opposite. Humana, Humana's staying downtown. They're moving out of the big building. Fifth Third is moving out of downtown. No. Yeah. Fifth Third... Thir- Fifth Third is moving to a location on Fourth Street. I think I you, read the business first article. I think you have them backwards. I don't think so. <laughs> Either way, uh, office like working from home is great, but office commercial real estate and office space is uh, pretty empty. Uh, which I did at least. Uh, they asked the Fed chairman if they're worried about banks, like this being another big bubble and a recession and all that stuff. But the fed chairman was at least pretty confident that that won't, it won't turn into some gigantic problem because there's empty office spaces everywhere that we won't go to in some sort of recession because everybody's working from home, but it does suck for the businesses downtown um, because there's just less people around. I mean, no other way to put it. Their fifth third is moving to the edge of Louisville's trendiest new neighborhood, is what it said. So maybe it's not the heart of downtown. Nulu. So is Nulu considered downtown? I would consider Nulu downtown. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Humana Building though, very cool. Hope something cool goes there because that is a. Uh, it's. I mean, it's just it, it looks cool and it's right in the smack down, right in the middle of everything. Rumor on the street: Spirit Halloween uh, Hotel. Spirit Halloween. Always looking for new spots. I love Scoots has his hotel sources. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The Thornton's text line. Another texter says, "Robert, how on earth have you all not mentioned I should have been a cowboy?" Should have been a cowboy. We did. I don't. I have I no we idea did. where you're reading. Because they're not reading Toby Keith songs, Robert. They're saying Kenny Chesney and Brad Paisley songs that disrespect Toby. Another texter says, give me some of your all's favorite sports movies of all time. Mine are Moneyball, Major League, and Rush. Uh, Major League's great. I like Friday Night Lights, too. Big fan of that one. Happy Gilmore, uh, for sure. I would also uh, like to just point out that my dad, uh, he does this thing where he doesn't know the lyrics to songs. So I was singing Should Have Been a Cowboy yesterday uh, when he came over briefly, and he started singing along and just like, 
never got one line right. Like he would just <laughs> mash them up. So it was like, uh, instead of stealing a young girl's heart, it was uh, chasing a young girl's heart. You know, just like every, just cracks me up every time. My mom just looked at him. He's like, you're going to do this all day, aren't you? <laughs> Another texter says, Humana building is sinking due to the weight of the marble. Now we have to find a new Halloween activity since first and Broadway on Thornton, Thornton's is closing. What's the old Halloween activity? Uh, By the way, going back know. to the... Where, these texters are off the rails. Go, going back to the sports movies, if you all haven't watched The Hill on Netflix yet, it's fantastic. Baseball movie. Check it out. I, I, I probably won't. It's yeah, awesome. Never... How, it's awesome. Is it a is it a movie or is it a documentary? No, it's it's a movie. It's about two hours long, but it's about this little boy. He's got like a spinal issue, and like a oh, so it's a bad. And he wants to well, he wants to play baseball, but his dad's a big pastor and is like, no, you're gonna serve the Lord and won't let him play baseball. But it's it's freaking awesome. Dennis Quaid plays the pastor. He looks like he's 88 years old. It's great. Dennis Quaid in a baseball movie. Never seen. Imagine that. that. <laughs> yeah. Texture says, I'm going to be that guy. Yes, any win is good, but Vandy's awful. Look like an AAU team playing against the Y League. Be happy if this was November win, but we have been knowing the Cats can do this to lesser teams. Have to beat Gonzaga at home now. I think everything you said is true. It's just, and if you don't want to get excited about last night, that's fine. I, that, that's your right. But yeah, I, I think that's obvious. They, they did what they were supposed to do. They dominated. Vandy does stink but it still was their worst loss of the season. Alabama only beat that team by three. It was a good reminder that when this team is hitting and clicking, that they can just bury somebody. And it had been a little bit since we'd seen that, so it was nice to get it back, even if it was against a crappy team. But you're spot on. And that's not Tuesday night's not going to matter in the slightest if you lose to Gonzaga. So you need to win that game. And, heck, why not look good doing it? You're going to get a lot of eyes of the nation watching you. Wouldn't hurt to put on a bit of a show like you did last night. So I hear you, Texter. I don't think anybody's cutting down any nets after last night, but at least it was it was different than what we had seen from the previous week. So it was a step in the right direction that's worth getting excited about. Yeah, um, especially after just a week of losing. It just it's It's good to get off the schnod. Needed that, yeah. And guys stepped up. It was fun to see it. They looked like they were having a good time. The locker room was fun afterwards. Let's let's hope that that's going to have a little bit of a snowball effect moving forward. Reeves is the best pure shooter in the country, and I will die on that hill. His shot is so pure. Is it even the best? Is he the most pure shooter on his own team? Many people are wondering. That Rob shot just doesn't seem to ever touch anything ever, unless it's a free throw, in which it will touch things. But Reeves hitting those contested floaters is just I, – I know I've made that point plenty of times, but it's just – it's so good to see him attacking the rim. Um, and there was a moment, though, by night where I was like, is he just not going to miss a shot? Is he just – we're going to do this all night? It was awesome. So much should, we take, should we take our last break, Scoots? Yes. Come on, take that break, TJ. All right, Come on. that sounds good, buddy. We'll go, we'll take that break. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We return after this. Another one bites the dust.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. We appreciate you listening, and you'll appreciate some Shady Rays. A week away from Valentine's Day, they've got gifts for everybody. Roush, why don't you tell our listeners about ShadyRays.com and the Big X promo code? Uh, you can use, get 40% off with your purchase when you use that Big X promo code, whether you're getting some ski goggles to help you out there. I know my sister needed some when she was out in the backcountry a couple of weeks ago. Um, you can get the, the blue light glasses, which um, have really helped me a lot, staring at screens all day. They'll help you or your loved one when you're shopping at Shady Rays, the best sunglasses in the business. Love that we're getting back outside some more. It's warming up a little bit. Springs right around the corner. Make sure you're prepared and you got those sharp sunglasses from Shady Rays. Promo code Big X for 40% off at checkout. Um, I'm a little upset that I can't participate, but my friends are getting Super Bowl golf organized. I'm it's, Scoots, you gotta find you gotta find yourself some time to get out there soon because it's it's I was my plan was to go today after I was done with Spears because Trey Ryan was going to do Rutherford today, but I was sick on Monday, had to switch him days, so no golf for me today. Uh, well, are you talking about Trey Trey Ryan from Cluckers? Yeah, Trey Ryan from Cluckers. Yeah. Whoa, that Trey Ryan. Yeah, Cluckers, Cluckers. <laughs> Said he uses that as his pickup line when he's out and about. Hey, I'm Trey Ryan from Cluckers. Or, I, I I would not do that if i were him it's um, more like i'm dry ride cluckers <laughs> beers wings cluckers Trey ride <laughs> but good well not good i guess uh, why humor us roush why can't you golf with your friends on super bowl sunday i gotta work it's basketball season so i gotta work on sundays it's not fun what do you have to do what do you what do you got what do you have to do I don't know. If something happens, I got to write about it. Luck and I have the site on Sundays. Take so. the the computer out on the golf course. Be prepared. Have everything possibly written up there, and then hotspot it. Hit bada boom, bada bing. It's not yeah. like you're a good golfer, anyways. If you got to take a hole off, big whoop. Yeah, my whole point of going golfing is to not pay attention to my phone. Like I can't. I'm not. Gonna... Oh, I have luck. It texts you if something really newsworthy breaks, and then you can help out. Odds okay. are it won't. Yeah, but here's the thing is like I, I'm doing that. Like I'm, I'm basically having stuff written so that I can be good during the Super Bowl. So like I'm spending the day to make sure that there's nothing happening at night. Because here's the thing we got to have it. It annoys me. Like there should be no posts written during the Super Bowl. Nobody gives a damn about anything that's happening on Kentucky Sports Radio.com. But you got to have stuff up. It's the same thing with like Christmas. Why? But you just got to have stuff up. It's stupid. It's annoying, but it is what it is. I'll be fine. There's plenty of other times to golf. So, just a little inside baseball. If any of Roush's friends are listening, this it seems very avoidable. He could easily probably pull, play golf with you. Uh, I think he's making a choice not to. Just just between us. Yeah. No, I would definitely do it if I could. Is the weather supposed to be nice Sunday? I know it's it is for like the next four days. Is it? Does it carry into Sunday too? I haven't even looked because I don't want to get FOMO because I'm definitely going to have FOMO. So there's think, no way around it. I think it's pretty nice if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. 
502-414-1450. A texter says, someone turn off Roush crappy internet. These takes suck. Oh, thanks, texter. What Your takes suck. I think, what crappy take did you have? I think that was from the post game last night. That oh. makes more sense. Yeah. Huh. Oh, well. Second another t- another texter says, Ellen is going to have to read Brad a bedtime story tonight. Did you see the Stackhouse blow-by? I did not see the blow-by, but I did see that he seemed to be upset uh, that Kareem Watkins took a shot. But he he said he wasn't upset. He would be more angry if – he would be more angry if he didn't – if he wasn't tired. Like, he was just like, I don't have the energy to be mad about it. Yeah, I don't. He, he explained it all out. He was like, "Yeah, he's a walk-on. I'm sure he doesn't get a lot of minutes." And then he still proceeded to be like, "Yeah, maybe I'd be angry if the situation was different. Like if I if I wasn't so tired." No, you just explained it out why you shouldn't be angry. You lost by 32. A walk-on taking a shot at the end of the game. Who cares? Let's get over that stuff. And then he's made it. Anytime he loses to Kentucky, which like I cannot believe that he's had the success that he has had against UK. Uh, he, he's no stranger to the blow blow, blow by. He loves doing that. And I think this time he just didn't shake the players' hands for whatever reason, but probably sees the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. It is it is what it is with, with Stackhouse. Not going to be seeing him around much longer. I just hope Brad can land on his feet. If the coaching staff has a shakeup after this year, I just hope Brad's going to be okay. See a little smooch he got afterwards? From his Kisses. Pop-pop? Hot in the streets in U.K. basketball. Very hey. hot in the streets. Totally changes the way that I, I watch any UK kerfuffle, knowing that a smooch could be in. I mean, it's it's a total wild card. Yeah, there. I don't think the game got too chippy between Kentucky and Vanderbilt last night. I think there was like one or tw- two instances of smack talking, but just knowing at any moment a UK player may just kiss the other player, that adds a dynamic that I didn't think was going to be as exciting as it has been. But I've I've enjoyed that. Good good on Bradshaw. Be careful, good on Bradshaw. Be careful, TJ. Y'all are turning into Arkansas here. Well, I'll be more concerned when the kisses start being on the lips. <laughs> but they're not on the lips yet, Roush. And Cal's to Brad was not on the lips yesterday. That's a little different than Tom Crean giving <laughs> his son a little tongue. It is a, a lot different. I feel like a smooch on the cheek is uh, appropriate. It's yeah, it's, a, it's it's Italian. Uh, Texter says, the Dilly scoop layup is undefeated. Sheesh, what a nice shot in the arm this game has been. Go Cats. We needed that. Jordan Burke's smile is as contagious as COVID on TJ's birthday. Well, my birthday, not associated with COVID in the slightest, but uh, I get what you're saying. Kirby, at the end of the day, the FBI needs to look into officiating. This is bonkers. 12 out of 14 games. Hey, Roush, did Abraham Lincoln hunt zombies or vampires? I was uh, corrected and told it was vampires, not zombies. I thought it was zombies. But you know what? He probably hunted both. He It was vampires. Ah. But I, I like the tweet all the same, Roush. Thank you. Not, Thank not you. literally. Actually, I don't think I literally liked it, but I'll do that now. Uh, texter says, oh, Kirby says, a couple Kirby texts. 
Heads up, a minute left in the first half. We're getting killed in the foul category. Shocking. They have three total fouls, and every time they go to the rim, it's a foul. Yeah, it was ridiculous, but when you win by 32, I'm not going to get too worked up about it. I will say, Roush, another not great into the half. I don't care about the end of the second half. That was just garbage time. And the game, you know, Kentucky was in a good spot at the end of the first half. But yet another opportunity for a two and one, two for one. They kind of took it. They so here's how the UK ended the first half. They took a shot with about 34 seconds left. Wasn't a great shot. Not only did the not, shot not go in, nobody played defense. They just Vandy did a run out, threw it over top of the defense, got an easy layup. And then, so it almost actually kind of turned out a two-for-one, although it was intentional, the way that it, it happened. And then Kentucky has a bad final possession. They, I think Reeves had it stripped away, which he, he does get stripped on that move. He'll try to do that little crossover dribble, and you'll get some defenders that'll time it out right, and they know exactly when to poke it away. It's, it's Reeves' system. That's how he starts his system of his shooting. Um, but it got poked away, and then who was it? I think it was Reed dove on the floor and had to like throw up a prayer of a shot. But Roush, to be picky, it was not another great end of the first half situation. This team really struggles in that department. Didn't matter last night. We're all happy about that. But it can matter. It has mattered. I think in that Florida game, you maybe don't lose that game if you don't end the first half as poorly as you do. So that was another example. Those are just things you can clean up. Uh, Getting the the outlet pass, Vandy getting those easy two points, that was the most unacceptable part of the bunch. But you came away with zero points, two possessions. Um, Not not their best stuff. That's an area they need to be better at. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That's situational basketball. Um, So come on, Let's, let's, let's figure that out. Kirby says, holy crap, Cal wins zone on an inbounds play. Will everyone stop crying now? They put they stuck Ugo in the middle of the of the paint for the free throws. It was kind of a matchup zone sort of deal. Just don't get scored on universally on inbounds plays. They will happen. I think sometimes Kentucky fans forget like the other team has a game plan too, and they have things that they think are going to work against Kentucky. It is frustrating to see it at such a high rate on inbounds plays. But, hey, they're they're trying. They're making changes. It looked better last night. Vandy tried to go inside a couple times on inbounds plays. No, no, no. Uganda was just chilling there. So, at least they're making some changes, Roush. Even if it's late, they're, they're, they're trying. And uh, that's what they probably should be doing with Ugo. Just stick him in the middle. Seriously. Like, you're, you're enormous. Just... Take up some space. Sure takes a lot of contact from Vandy before they call one. Beat over the top inside on the final minute. We guarded a baseline out of bounds play. Rough week for Scoots. Pick of being done with IU and the Gill situation. It has been a week for Scoots. Between the weekend and then him getting sick and then the the passive-aggressive tweets about Gill and then giving up on the Hoosiers officially, It's, uh, it's been a week and we're only at Wednesday. Toby Keith, obviously. Geez, thanks for reminding me it's only Wednesday. I'm sitting here thinking it's Thursday. Gosh dang it. No wonder Corey well, wasn't in. Well, it's it's Wednesday, and uh, we will have Corey in tomorrow. At least you get to have a wacky one, Scoots. Do I? Right? You deserve a wacky one. Do I? Because I'm going to be here all day, so no wackiness. 
Can you get but you can get like wha- you can li- yeah you can get you can listen to some wacky music maybe during one of your breaks watch like a wacky documentary maybe watch I that food do- watch the meat documentary again oh then I won't eat for three days I better not well maybe it's great for a diet just watch that documentary anytime <laughs> you're trying to cut weight a texter says the reaction of the photo shoot is ridiculous at a certain point you're just looking for stuff to be mad about. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I love a good joke. I tell them all the time. But the, it was funny. I just not gonna. I, I'd be more angry with UK losing basketball games than shovels. Yeah, um, but also just win. Like, just win, and we don't. It's kind of shocking to see that. It just it's like with, this isn't what photo shoots are supposed to look like for big time recruits. Yeah, I, I mean. Kentucky's getting big time recruits despite all the goofy photo shoots, but it was a funny, it was a funny shovel. It was small. It was plastic. It was cheap. I don't, I doubt that that's how the kid sees it. Maybe he likes, maybe he seems like he's being mocked. That's not it. I mean, it just isn't. People who think that like media is making fun of high school kids. They're like, you obviously just don't know how to uh, read on the internet. Those people also are looking to get upset over something. Yeah, exactly. So, Texture says Sitting. same. I'll uh, go ahead. I'm with Nick here. Hopeful optimism. Disappointed lately, but still believing we can figure out and make a run, even compete for nine. Uh, yeah, and that's that's really what ideally, TJ. You you just want to see him stringing these together to because we're, we know they can do the one off. It's just can you stack up good quality wins? Starts with Gonzaga on Saturday. Uh, Curious to watch Alabama Auburn tonight. That's uh, it's another big game in the SEC race. Mm-hmm. That's who Kentucky's going to have to knock off. So um, I'll, I'll I'll be watching that one closely at seven o'clock on ESPN two. Yeah, both those teams, Alabama Auburn, just one game for the Cats at Auburn, Alabama in Rupp. You'll 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 need to split those. You can't go zero and two. Kentucky, the people that were talking like getting out of the tournament. If you'd lost to Vandy. You probably would have dropped to like nine seed range, which doesn't shouldn't make you feel super super comfortable. But we always say this: the end of the bubble is really 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 bad. It was incredibly premature to be talking UK and the bubble and whatnot. Hopefully that talk should end. But Cats could afford more quality wins, Roush. Like we're looking at the resume, it ain't terrible, but it could be a lot better. And you're going to get some opportunities for quad one wins. The rest of the season is pretty quad one or quad two heavy. Just win, win, and everything else will take care of itself. They had the death premonition on their minds, heavy stuff. Shaden was in that locker room, wild. And maybe we'll get a documentary about that. Why are some of our friends mocking Malik? We read that one yesterday. They're not. If you expected UK to fall out of the top 25, the fact that they're at 17 should tell you something about how you perceive this team in college basketball as a whole. Read that I guess one. Did we get through? I think we we got to because we started from the bottom yesterday. So there's just and, a bunch of stuff that's old from the weekend. Um, so you know, maybe, so we did maybe good. Start, start. We start over. We but did good. To that texter's point, uh, North Carolina lost at home to unranked Clemson last night. So Kentucky, not the only uh, top twenty-five team losing at home to unranked opponents. That was just Clemson's second ever win in Chapel Hill, which is pretty crazy. That is wild. That was a wild game too. UNC was without Seth Trimble. Besides that, they were they had everybody else and uh, had several chances to kind of take the lead or 
get back to tide and and just could not get over the hump despite being at home, despite some friendly foul calls that home teams get from time to time. That was a weird one. It's a weird college basketball year. What will be most important is be healthy at the end of the year, as healthy as you can be. And, 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 Think that you're clicking. Think that you're playing your best basketball. If Kentucky's not playing its best basketball in late January and early February, hey, that's all right as long as you're playing your best basketball at the right time. But we want to start seeing the steps in the right direction, not the wrong direction, and that's why last night was such a fun win. Hopefully this is the start of something, and this ball can get rolling. We'll talk more about the Cats and Gonzaga. We'll do trivia tomorrow with Corey Price, and we'll wrap up this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening texting into the show, the Thornton's text line. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. I'm on top of the world,